Yes, okay. Much better. Yeah, so we've been going through our lectionary here in the United Methodist Church. And so now we are on this topic of spiritual gifts. And the topic for this week is this, that we are, that the gifts that we receive, these spiritual gifts, that we are gifted to serve others. We are gifted to serve others. That the purpose of these gifts are not so much for ourselves, but they are given to us so that we can build each other up. And so that we can come to the kingdom of God and that we can operate within the kingdom of God and we can use these gifts to build up the kingdom of God. As we probably remember the last few weeks, we talked about the baptism of Jesus Christ and how through baptism we were gifted. And then we went on last week and we talked about how we need to live our life within the church, within the community, knowing, knowing that we need each other, that we are there for each other, and that we need to live every moment of our daily lives knowing that we are always in need of each other. And so this week, this week we focus on these spiritual gifts. How can we go about to use these spiritual gifts within the church? within the church to really help build each other up and to build up the church. And so that's why this week we are at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through verse 11. But as we can see here in the book of 1 Corinthians, we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 what the Apostle Paul was trying to deal with in terms of what was going on at, at the church in Corinth. And so he said to them that you are acting so carnally or you are acting so worldly. And so he was dealing with their carnality. He was dealing with the fact that even though they were Christians, the things that they were so focused on were they were so focused on just the flesh. On just the flesh. And so as the Apostle Paul dealt with that, he comes here and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and he starts talking about the spiritual gifts. And he starts talking about the spiritual side of being a Christian. And oftentimes these things are things that we often, we often um, struggle with ourselves because we're so busy concentrating on the things of the flesh. We're so busy concentrating simply on the physical side as Christians. And we often forsake we often forsake the spiritual side. And we often don't realize how much that spiritual side affects our physical side of life. And that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. And that's why he's saying, I don't want you to be ignorant or I don't want you to be uninformed about these things. But rather what he's saying is, I want you to know about these things. I want you to really know about these things, and I really want you to understand about these things. I want you to understand about the spiritual side of life. You see, the scriptures, the scriptures doesn't go about trying to prove to us that there is a spiritual side to life. It doesn't try to prove to us in in regards to that. It doesn't try to prove to us that God exists. It doesn't spend its time trying to do that. But rather, the scriptures, what it does is that it presupposes It presupposes that there is a spiritual realm to life. It presupposes that God exists, that there is a God. 
And so based upon that presupposition, it argues and it teaches us about how we can, how we can really build up our spiritual life and the spiritual gifts that God has given to us. As I, as I spoke with the children up here in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, the Bible teaches us through the apostle Paul once again, as he, as he taught us and as he wrote to us, he's saying that when you hear the message of the gospel and you come to accept and believe in Jesus Christ, then you have been sealed already. You've already been sealed by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the, every single one of you, when you accept Jesus Christ in your life, when you hear the message of the gospel and you receive him in your life, then you are given the Holy Spirit. And this word seal is talking about permanence. It's, he's there with you every step of the way. That no matter what you do, that, that the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is with you. And as a matter of fact, when we think about the spiritual realm, this is what faith is all about. This is what faith is all about. As we can see in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says here that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And then it goes on and it says it is the evidence of things unseen. And so to have faith, to have faith is to believe in the things that are unseen. These things that are unseen is referring to the spiritual aspects of life. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, the Apostle Paul goes on and he says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You see, it's not, we're not simply here, you know, focusing on and wrestling and, and, you know, having these, these challenges, these, these battles with flesh and blood, with the physical side, he says, but against spiritual hosts, you see, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And it is in the spiritual realm that we are often gifted. It is in the spiritual realm that we are often influenced. And he starts out in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with verse 2. He reminds them. He reminds the, the new Christians at the church of Corinth. And he reminds them that when you were pagans, when you were pagans, in other words, before you knew Christ, before you accepted Christ into your life, somehow or other, you were influenced already. You were influenced and you were led astray to mute idols. And what the Apostle Paul is trying to say here is that he's not saying that I don't know what happened. That's not what his point. But his point was that, you know, even when before you became a Christian, even before you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, that you were controlled by the, by the flesh, that you were being led already by spiritual forces, but you're being led, you're being led somehow, you know, towards mute idols, towards false God. And so he goes on, he says, I want you to know that no one who is speaking of the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And so in order for us to really understand, to understand spiritual gifts, we must come to realize that there is a spiritual realm 
to life. There is a spirit, spiritual side to life. And this is where the gift comes from. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Without faith in the spiritual side of life, there is no spiritual gift. There is no spiritual gift. If all we do is just focus on the, on, on the, on the um, physical side, and many times we do many great things, many great ministry on the physical side. Many times we take the gospel to many different countries. Many times we go and, and we build wells for, for people in third world country who don't have any clean water. Many times we go. We go and we feed the hungry. We provide for the needy. And we provide all these things for, on the physical side. But we must remember Jesus Christ says that man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone. And so there's also the spiritual side. The spiritual side that we have to build up. You know, Eli came up to me and he said, Dad, I, I don't have any muscles. And I said to, to Eli, you, know, you do have muscles, you just don't work out, so you, it doesn't show. And that's, that's the same thing that kind of applied to us. Many times we say, you know what, I don't have any gifts. But the truth is we do have gifts. The Word of God teaches us and it promises that we have gifts. And the only thing we have to do is we have to exercise those gifts. We have to exercise those gifts so that those gifts would develop for us. And we have to also understand that spiritual gift is not a talent. It is When we talk about spiritual gift, we're not talking about talent. You know, I, I believe I've told this story for us before, but we used, to, we used to have a young man in the CMA, and he cannot sing even if his life depended on him. He cannot hit a note at all. But every time he stood up to lead worship, wow, it was so powerful. It was so powerful. Even though he was singing off note, you know, uh, you know, off with the music and things like that, just the stories that he was telling, the, the way that he was leading worship, the things that he was doing up, up there, it was just so powerful. It moves, it, it just moves the whole church. You can have a thousand youth in that that church and this guy can't sing and yet he's able to just move this church because he has been giving a gift to lead worship. And even though he doesn't have that talent, the talent of singing, he's able to lead and he's able to just you know, inspire people, influence people through the gift of leading worship because that's what God has given us. Because, you know, talent, because talent, it is something that is given to us at our natural birth. When we are born, we are we possess a certain talent. So it has to do with our genetics and things of that sort. It has to do with our natural birth. But when we talk about spiritual gifts, we are talking about something that is given to us, not at our not at our natural birth, but at our spiritual birth. When we have been reborn. When we're baptized, when we accept Jesus Christ into our life, when the Holy Spirit comes into our life. Now we we have been we have been given this gift, this spiritual gift. And with talent, anyone can have a talent. Anyone can have a talent. But for spiritual gifts, the Word of God teaches us that spiritual gifts are specifically for those who have accepted Jesus Christ in their life. Because spiritual, you know. A talent can be used for non-spiritual things. A talent can be used for anything, but Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are used specifically, specifically to build other people up for the purpose of God's kingdom. 
And so these spiritual gifts are things that are given to Christians, to people who have accepted Jesus Christ into their lives. And not only that, we see that these spiritual gifts are gifts that are given by God. It is not something that we decide for ourselves. Many times we often hear people say, you know what, if you have a lot of faith, you will have this certain special gift. And often, we often talk about healing in that sort of way. We have many pastors in the charismatic movements, such as Benny Hinn and, and, and people of that sort, who, who they, they show all kinds of, you know, whenever they pray, whenever they do whatever, they, they, just, they just don't pray, but they're throwing, you know, they're, they're throwing, they're making their crowds fall all over the place. They're running up and down the, you know, the, the, um, they're, yeah, well, yeah, what, what that, what, what Jolene said, right? They're running up and down, and you know, even Benny Hinn saying that his jacket has power to heal, right? And so, and so when we're talking about spiritual gift, we're not talking about simply something that we decide that we we have. A lot of times, these people will say that you know the reason why they have these gifts is because they have more faith than you do. Many times, that's what they'll say. We even have, we even start having things like that within the Hmong culture and the Hmong Christian community that's starting to pop up in our community. And we're starting to say, you know, spiritual gifts, I'm able to do this, I'm able to pray for people to heal, I'm able, I'm able to do this and that and all these different things because I have more faith. And the reason why you don't, you, you can't do that is because you don't have faith. Right? But as we can see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, the word of God says, he distributes them. He distributes them to each one of us just as he determines. So our gifts doesn't depend on how much faith we have. But our gifts depends on what God has already determined for us. And that we don't all have the very same gifts, but we all have different gifts. We all have different gifts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, it says, each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the Common good. So in other words, these gifts are given to you to build other people up. It's not given to you so that you can sit around and judge other people that they don't have faith. Or that you can sit around and boast about yourself that you're more spiritual than they are. That's not the purpose. But these gifts, these gifts are given to you and given to me for the common good to build other people up. And these gifts, and so because of that, because of that, one of the things we often ask ourselves is, how do we discover our gifts? And so because the purpose of our gifts is to for others, then the way that we discover our gifts is by serving others. And that means we need to serve within the church. We need to serve within the structure of the church to find and to discover what our gifts really are. You know, you might go serve in this one committee. You might go serve in outreach, and you find out that, you know what, you, you serve in outreach for many years and nothing ever happens. Maybe you don't have. Maybe you don't have gift in that. You might try to go serve as, yeah, as an administrator, you know, doing paperwork and things of that sort and administration, and you'll find out that you don't enjoy that at all. It's the most boringest thing, right? Maybe it's because you don't have that gift for administration. You might try to preach and, you know, some, maybe you might not be able to preach. You might not be able to think of anything to say at all. Uh, it's one of the challenges of a pastor is every single week we have to think of something to say. We got to think of something to say for 30 minutes, right? And so then you may not have that gift, but you may have a gift in something else. 
you may have a gift in something else. And so the word of God teaches us that we, that these gifts are for the common good. These gifts are for others. And so because of that, we try to serve in different capacities within the church. And when you try to serve in different capacities within the church, in different areas within the church, then you will start to discover where your passion is at. You would start to discover that, you know what? I'm pretty good at doing, you know, at teaching Sunday school. When I teach Sunday school, the children, their lives are transformed. I'm not, I'm not very good with children, I have to admit. I mean, you know, I have to admit that. I, I see the way that Tracy and Calm works with children. They're so good with children. But I don't have, a, I don't have the gift to work with children. You know, that's not one of my strengths. But each of us, we, that's why we need each other. That's why we need each other. Each of us, we've been giving a gift for the kingdom of God. And so we need to discover those gifts by serving in different areas in the church. And then, and then it comes to, then when are we to use these gifts? And because the purpose is for the common good, then we are to use our gifts. Once we discover what these gifts are, we are to use it whenever there's an opportunity to serve other people. Whenever there's a chance to build another person up, that's what we need to do, is that's when we use our gifts. And so this, so today I'm just, I just want to talk a little bit about this. And, I, and the last thing I want to say is this too, in terms of spiritual gifts is that when we perform these spiritual gifts, that they must be performed with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we have spiritual gifts, and as we said before, we don't perform it with the fruits of the Spirit. As I said before, sometimes we perform these spiritual gifts through judgment, through boastings, and things of that sort. But the Word of God teaches us in Galatians chapter 22, verse 23, about what these fruits are. And it says the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so when, when, when we're exercising our spiritual gifts, when we're using our gifts to serve others, it must come from these fruits. It must come from the fruits of love, of great joy, of peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and boasting. And so in conclusion, let me say, I just want to review the last few weeks what we've been talking about. And I want us to remember this, that we have been gifted as Christians. We have been gifted as Christians through our baptism. Through the baptism of Jesus Christ, he identifies himself with us, and we have been gifted as Christians. Don't think that you don't have a gift. If you have received Jesus Christ in your life, then you have a gift. We just need to help you, or you just need to develop that gift. And that we are to live each day knowing that we need each other every single day as the church. Every single day as the church, know that you need each other. And that the gifts that we have been given are not for ourselves, but are for others, are to build other people up. And so at this time, I'm going to sing a little song for us, a special song for us. The, the lyrics I put in, I kind of I trans, translated it and put it inside the bulletin. And this song here is in Hmong, of course. I wrote it when I was 17 years old. And it comes from the perspective of a broken person who has no hope in life. And the only hope that they have is in the church. And yet, as they come to church, they don't find peace. But as they come to church, all they find 
is that the church is fighting among itself. And so this person is turning back and saying, why can't you love each other? I have no hope in my life. I depend. My hope is in you. So why don't you, as the church, why don't you love each other? And so I want us to think about that as, as we sing this song. I borrowed the melody from, China, uh, from the Chinese melody back when the Chinese melody was still very popular in Hmong culture back in the 90s. And so this, was, this is what this song is about. Let me get a, grab a drink here real quick. And I really want us to understand that, that many times there's so many people out there that they don't have any hope and that the church is their only hope. And so that's why it's so important for us to be able to work together to understand our role as a church so we can really provide hope for other people, those who, who has no hope. And so here's the song. Can you turn it a little bit higher? Warning home the thing Not talking shit that gay shit Look who moon on the new pong Luneng no poyo monun don lujon Molo shipo motulu Tallu plopo motun data Unignoyuchushilumotionchangshada Manchit Long <laughs> Long 
วันจนสลุกที่อาลียาย้อนที่ฉันเดิมัวลาซาจากที่ตอนตัวตาเท่าเท่าอยู่นอนลาซาจากมุ่งเดิมมุ่งจัวลาซีลาเป็นสิ่งตัวเดียวกันที่ลุ่ยเลี้ยวเป่าซองวันจนสลุกลุ่ยสลุกจากที่ Lotilio pauta, vajita kilutake jati. Praise God.